when I'm breathing, it's, it's, it's for us to go farther, you know? Every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That ain't that what we're supposed to do. I know if I keep talking about how dirty it is out here, somebody going to clean it up. You are listening to Milagro, baby. Milagro Grams. International Nino. Mia. Nigga Millie. Hey y'all, I told y'all that this storm was absolutely horrendous, so I'm sorry for cutting out. We are back. Let me go private that last video. You see how it's always some bullshit? What have we talked about thus far? Because you didn't really miss much. Um, the government shut down, they didn't push it back. Nene Leaks, she's still mourning the loss of her husband, and she gave us intimate details on that. We're still praying for her. Portia will be leaving the Real Housewives of Atlanta, and we ain't mad about it because we feel like the whole franchise has gone to shit anyway. Um, and yeah, I think I've gotten you all caught up. It hadn't been nothing but about 15 minutes. Yeah, they're going to keep on pushing it back with their broke ass. You know, so that's what the hell was going on. All right, let's go ahead and get into the mess. So, Akbar and them, what has happened now? Now, y'all know years ago, there was drama between Akbar and Tommy. And um, Akbar had claimed, or there were rumors swirling, that she had given Tommy a black eye. Do y'all remember that? Let me see if I can pull that up for y'all. And Tommy had went online and she looked like, um something had happened to her face and so let's talk about it so hiphopvibe.com so check this out you can see that tommy's eye looks a little swollen and then her lip looks a little busted well akbar claimed that she had did that when tommy had came into a studio one day claiming that tommy thinks she out there be talking to people crazy and now she had to hem her ass up now fast forward and what happened Y'all know that um, Ray J and Princess Love, they have that conversation bullshit where they pretend like they really want people to reach some type of agreement and act like they have some sense. They had one of them situations and um, it went to shit, as you may have suspected. Let's take a look. Okay, Akbar said to everyone that saw this clip, please don't believe the hype. I wasn't the aggressor. I actually have changed. So tune in before you make any judgments about me. Hashtag the conversation. She said, y'all saying I'm at my match, but if y'all only knew, she needs rehab, and I really want you to get the help you deserve. So here we go with this bullshit. Who knows who would win a fight between them two? Who knows? Because you never know. But I would put my money on Tommy. Akbar. Akbar is like a fine-ass nigga at the club that you take home who dick don't get hard. A waste of fucking time. 
Girl, we have seen you in action. And it don't be going down at all. At all. I feel like both of these ladies are too old um, to be behaving the way that they're behaving. They both, in their own right, continue to sit up. Y'all remember, they say I'm an alcoholic. You know, you want people to stop saying certain things and you want them to move past all of your past transgressions, but you got to do something differently because everything else is insanity. If you're going to sit up here and keep on feeding into the negative, uh, the negative stereotypes and the negativity, that's all that people going to know of you. You know, that's, that's what's going to be at the forefront of their minds. And so I think both of them, you know, make the wrong decision even coming into this space. Neither one of y'all are ready to sit down with the other and have a positive conversation about moving forward. Y'all got right back into that reality TV shit where y'all hollering at each other, jumping up, acting like y'all want to fight and shit like that. Tommy, I thought you was doing better. Ain't that what you said when you wanted credit on Instagram? Okay, Akbar, what are you talking about? And don't be sitting up here telling her she need rehab and you always sitting up somewhere popping Percocet. And whenever somebody call you out on it, you talking about, uh, remember you had got shot and your body hurt, it's bullets still left in you and shit like that. We tired of them damn excuses. Don't tell her that she need to go to rehab and shit like that. Both of y'all need to sit y'all tired ass down somewhere with that bullshit. Um, Tommy sit up and telling her she don't have endorsements or nothing like that. Girl, somebody can come tell you that's all you got. I'm trying to be a rapper. Okay, she wants to blow up that way. Akbar is a beautiful woman that lets her demons prevent her from succeeding in life. That's how I feel. Because she's very talented and she's a pretty girl. You know, but you're going to have to do better than what you're doing. I fear it may be too late. What y'all think? I mean, girl, what the hell is going on? And then Tommy, I mean, Tommy is very attractive. So, you know, she models here or there, and she be, like she said, she got endorsements and shit like that. But, okay, what else? Because ain't you trying to be a rapper, too? What is the retirement plan? Both of y'all are a fucking liability, and y'all need to get it together. The conversation looked like a damn screaming match. Y'all tune in if y'all want to. I'm not interested in the slightest. I promise you, I don't give a fuck. I saw that shit, and I was like, these hoes still arguing? And then it's the news has been really, really slow, you know, so it was getting posted all over everywhere. And every time one person said something, they got reposted. And I promise you, I was just looking like, I don't give a fuck. I was not interested in the slightest. Now let's go ahead and get into Summer Walker. What does Summer Walker have to say on her Instagram story? She said, I was going to look so beautiful at the hip hop awards tomorrow, but they on that bullshit. And so Summer Walker has been very vocal about her feelings on, you know, the vaccine and stuff like that. And um, you might want to mind what you say these days as it pertains to, you know, the vaccine. And why is that? Well, because not only do you have Instagram and Facebook and Twitter fact checking and pulling down accounts, depending on what you say. Because what is misinformation in 2021? A lot of people are posting things that are absolutely factual and it's getting marked as misinformation. So you honestly don't know when you're fucking up with them. But let's take a look at what YouTube is doing now. YouTube is banning all content that spreads vaccine misinformation. All content. I've told you guys that um, I had posted something that got marked medical misinformation. And it was a strike on my account. 
And so be very careful. Be very careful. I would not blame any creator who felt like I don't want to discuss it at all. Because look at what can happen to you. Somebody could work really, really hard for their platform and say one thing. You know, them just giving their opinion and it could be removed. So I just say watch your ass. But pay attention to this censorship. A hundred percent. So YouTube is cracking down on the spread of misinformation by banning misleading and inaccurate content about vaccines. The platform announced the change in a blog post on Wednesday, explaining that its current community guidelines, which already prohibit the sharing of medical misinformation, have been extended to cover currently administered vaccines that have been proven safe by the World Health Organization and other health officials. So the site had previously banned content containing false claims about COVID-19 vaccines under its COVID-19 misinformation policy. The change extends that policy to a far wider number of vaccines. So we've steadily seen false claims about the coronavirus vaccine spill over into misinformation about vaccines in general. And we're now at a point where it's more important than ever to expand the work we started with COVID-19 to other vaccines. So YouTube says it has already taken pages down. YouTube said it now bans videos that claims that vaccines aren't safe or effective or cause other health issues such as cancer and infertility. In its announcement, the company pointed specifically to videos that inaccurately describe what ingredients are used in vaccines, as well as allegations that vaccines contain properties that can be used to track people who receive them. So, for example, you might want to be careful about even talking about that viral clip of Lisa Bonet. There's a 30-year-old clip going around right now where Lisa Bonet says that she had her reservations about some things. And um, you giving your commentary on that, you know, could get could get you axed. They said they took Alex Jones' channel. I'm not familiar with that person, but I tell you what, people work hard to build something. They work very, very hard. And I think it's fucked up, you know, um, for you to get your, your shit snatched like that. Take that video down. How about that? Is that so hard? Like... Now, let's get into this right here. There are some exceptions. Users are still allowed to share content related to their personal experiences with the vaccine, but only if those videos adhere to the site's community guidelines and the channel in question doesn't routinely encourage vaccine hesitancy. Get into that. As long as you adhere to the site's community guidelines, whatever the fuck those are, because they're ever-changing, and as long as you don't encourage people to not go and get it. So what does that amount to? Hmm. Okay. You better act like you understand. The new mandate goes into effect immediately. And YouTube has already removed pages known for sharing anti-vaccination sentiments, such as those belonging to prominent vaccine opponents, Joseph Mercola, Aaron Elizabeth, Sherry Tenpenny, and Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s Children's Health Defense, uh, Defense Organization. So they pull in that bitch. They don't give a damn who you are. Okay. Little baby said, this is why I'm on Rumble. This is a mess. They said, and it's twice as fast if you're a black content creator. And so drop the names of some of the people that you know that have been affected by the situation. Max said we're living in China, okay? 
that that's what it's looking like. They pulled Choices Channel. Hmm. <laughs> they said there's a content creator who calls it the acting. Cause I know he just had a channel. No, his his channel is still up. It's called. Oh, is this Destin Choice? He still has his Choice TV page. He still has it. But there are a lot of people that have been affected. That said, he calls it Vaseline. You know that that's a fucking mess. That that's a mess that people would even have to go through that shit. And deal with that in any capacity. We're supposed to be able to speak and have open dialogue. You know, but obviously not. Alright, you guys. Let's go ahead and get into Bill Cosby. Clarifying his statements um, on Boosie Badass. Now, y'all know his publicist came out and said that Bill Cosby felt like um, R. Kelly had been railroaded and shit like that. And so, Bill Cosby came out and he said, as the publicist of Mr. Cosby, I have the right to my... Did I say about Boosie? I meant about R. Kelly, not Boosie. But Boosie gonna come up in a second. Um, as the publicist of Mr. Cosby, I have the right to my opinion, and my opinion is not a reflection of Mr. Cosby's. Yes, I feel that Robert Kelly was railroaded, and those were my words, not the words of Mr. Cosby. I will continue to reflect my views because the First Amendment allows me the same privileges as the media. Thank you very much. Signed, Andrew Wyatt. I thought that it was ridiculous then, and I think it's ridiculous now. Um, like I said then, we didn't hear that from Bill Cosby, so it's not like I took it and ran with it, but whoever the fuck had these feelings, I think that you're an idiot. Do I think that Bill Cosby said it? Yes. Um, I just don't think he thought you was going to repeat it. I think he said it, and he's been doing a lot of ignorant ass shit lately, okay, for a very long periodic of time. And so anybody that thinks that, um, you know, that that man is not guilty, I mean, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Because this shit just be a fucking fool. But it is what it is. They said, what did Bill say? Well, now we don't know. But yesterday the claim was, oh, R. Kelly got railroaded. And they feel like he'll be able to uh, he'll be able to overturn the conviction. You know, so try, ain't nobody got time for that. Now, let's get into Lil Boosie. Now, did y'all see Bill Cosby sitting up there? Let's go to his page. Looking like he was fucking melting with this piece of pizza. Bill Cosby had the nerve to repost Lil Boosie movie. He said, Lil Boosie, I've always appreciated your truth and support. What I'm about to say is not to compensate you because you supported Bill Cosby. My publicist, Mr. Andrew Wise, told me about your film, My Struggle. And I'm encouraging all of my supporters and fans to make this American citizen, Lil Boosie's film, My Struggle, a box office success. This movie is premiering at the cardboard box. This ain't no box office film, the fuck? How we gonna make it a damn success at the box office? How? How? That's what I wanna know. Ain't nobody got time for this bullshit. You and Lil Boosie need to stop. This movie is trash, and you are trash for even getting up here with this bullshit. You cannot tell Boosie he ain't some type of legend. He say American citizen. American citizen. Child, so what did Boosie have to say about the way that everybody was acting towards this movie? 
Uh, he wasn't happy. He wasn't pleased with y'all ass. He said Martin Luther King will be pissed off right now to see y'all motherfuckers not supporting black excellence and buying my movie, but going to YouTube and other websites, making a white man rich. Uncle Tom ass niggas. Black excellence. Black excellence. Little see, your kids must make Fs. And you be proud of them. Because I know you fucking lying. Your mind is warped. That's your idea of black excellence? Absolutely the fuck not. That, that bullshit, that scheme that you and Todd set up to come to us with the bullshit? Absolutely unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. That movie was trash. Um, once again, there was nothing great about it. There was nothing great about it. Um, we found out why you were so fucking ignorant. But we already knew that. And then last thing we heard, you was at the mailbox. They say it's kidney cancer. What happened with that? You know, we're trying to see part two. So you need to hurry up. Martin Luther King wouldn't give a fuck about this movie. And uh, Bill Cosby don't either. And that's what rubbed me the wrong way about these politics that's getting played right now. The only reason Bill Cosby saying anything is exactly because Lil Boosie was sitting up repping him. That's the only reason why. Don't let him make you think anything else. Bill Cosby used to make jokes about the type of nigga that Lil Boosie is. I, I, do, I do not think in my heart of hearts that Bill Cosby has respect for people, you know, that come from certain areas that talk and walk a certain type of motherfucking way. And that's based on different things that he said and done throughout his fucking career. Okay, they said Bill Cosby can't even see. Child, he said he didn't watch. He said Andrew told him about it. You know, so Lil Boosie needs to fucking stop. He needs to stop. Don't I don't like when people trying to uh, guilt you into doing something. Especially when Lil Boosie said he made a million dollars off the whole goddamn thing. Let's go ahead and get into this. Now, what is the contract? Between Lil Boosie and Vlad. We trying to get an understanding of that. Because he's always over there clocking in and on duty. Have you ever seen somebody go to Vlad and do interviews more than Boosie Boo? I have never seen somebody on that show as much as him. I'd be like, damn. What, what the fuck is he over there talking about now? Well, he went and sat down with Vlad again, and he said he made a million dollars day one. Day one of the release of his film, My Struggle, okay? He said he ain't even spent over $250,000 making that movie, and I thought that was too much. That movie looked like it was worth $87.52, but he said a quarter mil, shit. They was trying to take my movie, and you know, what they was trying to give me, I made that in 24 hours. I'ma just I'ma just keep putting out great movies and you know they worth nineteen ninety nine. Mm-hmm. And you know, I get nineteen ninety nine. So can you say what the sales were the first day? Uh I made a million dollars the first day. You made a million dollars the first day. You know, the film was dope, but I know that was not a million dollar budget film. So you did hell well right nah, now. Hell nah, hell nah. I bet it went over a quarter, man. There we go. There. Boosie looked like he could have been so sweet. Look at them little cheekbones. Do y'all believe Lil Boosie made a million dollars? 
Do y'all believe Boosted made a million dollars day one? Day one. He said a million, then he said 940 something. Okay, they they said Boosted Spielberg. <laughs> Do y'all think that Lil Boosie is being greedy then? Because if ain't nobody supporting it, how you made a million dollars? I mean, that's that's nice profit. Remember, they only bought 300 copies of your album. So if you can make a million dollars off your movie, nigga, you in the green. They say Booster Perry. He say he gonna make some more movies too. You know what? It ain't crazy for me to believe that he made a handsome profit off of it. Maybe not a million dollars, but a handsome profit nonetheless. Simply because when niggas fuck with you, niggas fuck with you. Boosie can go to a show, you know, in a lot of different states and sell that show out. You know, Boosie can do things and people can come and fuck with it. It just depends on what it is. You know what I mean? You're not going to make top dollar in every, you know, every arena. I feel like when Lil Boosie said he got a little movie coming out, especially with word of mouth and everybody talking shit about it and people wanting to see what's up. I would bet it's a lot of niggas in the hood that went and paid their little $20. Y'all be acting like $20 a lot. It's it's not crazy. $20 is not crazy. And when you have multiple people supporting you, it adds up. I can see it doing all right. There are popular people in the hood who go and they fucking, they be making shit or selling shit. And they be able to quit their job because people support them like that. You know, so I don't think he made a million dollars. But um, I, I feel like, you know what? If he spent $250,000 on it, I bet he at least made that back. I'll, I'll give him a quarter. He gave a quarter, I'll give a quarter. Because a quarter about all he made off of that quarter's worth of bullshit. Boy, gone on. Gone on and get the fuck out of my face. Once again, I do encourage everybody to go and check out that film. Uh, it ain't about shit, but it's a good little laugh if you like nigga shit. Okay? Like The Wash, like Friday, Plug Love, all, all that ghetto shit. You guys, it is October 1st. Do not forget, I'm going to be reminding y'all every day that my birthday is on the 27th. Because if you ain't never had no money over here before, you need to have some then. But why wait? Let's go ahead and get my money rolling now. And I'm about to check. Are you enjoying the show? Then go ahead and drop something in my cash app on my PayPal because this is an independent operation. This channel is funded by the people for the people. So you gonna invest in a nigga or what? Somebody said the bank is closed. Well, you might need to go to an ATM. Um, what else? You said what? Rod didn't shout you out for Millie Day. What are you talking about? See, th this is all of that bullshit that gets stirred up and started. What are you even talking about? Walmart to Walmart. Um, your rent, I mean, go ahead and knock $20 off of it. You'll never know how you can push the limits until you do. Okay? It's going to be at least two to three business days before they realize you shorted them. And so you got you can't get twenty more dollars in a couple of days to give you my money. Come on now, you're getting older. Time's gonna get hard. Now I do not know your future, but I know time's gonna get hard eventually. 
And you're going to have to learn how to get you some funds together. What you going to do? Real world skills. That's what I'm doing over here. I'm sharpening the iron. Y'all get too damn complacent. Y'all ain't thinking about the bigger picture. Let's say it's not like that no more. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still like that. It's still like that. You got robbed, well, you ought to be able to really go get some more money because people will feel sorry for you. So go to your local church. You go to church? Go to church. And when they ask all the visitors to stand up, I need you to give a testimony. And I need you to let them know that you need some money. Tell them you're trying to go to school or something. And go get my goddamn $20. One of them old bitches with a peppermint will give it to you. Run me my cash. I'm sick of all these goddamn excuses. I'm sick of it. Really, really. Now, let's go ahead and get into Osriel. Y'all know everything that's going on with R. Kelly. And um, shout out to everybody that was a part of Mob Radio when we talked about And if you got robbed in real life, baby, I'm so sorry. And I hope that you're okay. I'm glad that you escaped with your life. But something in my spirit telling me you lying. But I'll put out that disclaimer just in case. Because you know I am the Virgin Millie. Amen. Just in case you did. But yeah. Let's go ahead and get into Azrael. So, do y'all remember when Azrael took her ass up there to the Trump Towers and it was a big old falling out and it was a fight in the hallway and all that bullshit? Do y'all remember that we examined that? We had boots on the ground to try to find out what was going on. And I felt like Azrael was a manipulator. I did not trust her then. I do not trust her now. And um, Joycelyn's not perfect, but I did end up feeling like there was a setup. They were trying to set Joycelyn up. And we went over all of the different reasons why, and we looked at it, you know, from a fair perspective. So as it pertains to um, Azriel, um, she has definitely been a victim. When you have a child in a situation, and you have questionable parents, and then you have R. Kelly in the mix, and that, something has happened to this young lady. You know what I'm saying? There are points in time where somebody directed her the wrong way. You know, and then there are certain times where I feel like she made her own decisions. But at the end of the day, um, she shouldn't have had to go through the different things that she said she went through. Because there are certain things that have been proven. You know, but do I trust Azriel? Oh, my answer is absolutely not. But that doesn't take away from her being a victim of some sort. But I don't, I don't trust her at all, at all, at all. So do y'all remember when she sat down with Gail King? And she was very combative and she said, you know, well, I'm with him. You know, we're with him. You already said what it is. And this, that, and the third. Y'all remember that? Well, she sat down with Gail again. And what did she say this time? The complete opposite. She says that R. Kelly coached her and that everything that she said in the interview with Gail the first time was a lie. So my whole thing is when somebody has proven themselves to be a liar, you're just deciding which time, you know, you want to believe them. Why in the fuck should we believe Azrael now? And she could be a victim all she wants to. And I'm not taking that away from her, but I don't trust her ass. So now that R. Kelly has gone down, we're supposed to believe that, you know, she was coerced into doing every fucking thing that she did. She didn't want to be there and that everything was a lie. And now she's free. Life looks a little different now, I suppose. Azriel, um looks like she put herself together prior. You know what I'm saying? Her hair laid down a little bit better, and the makeup looked a lot less clownish. That, that's how I feel. I feel like she looks a lot rougher, 
in this uh, interview clip. I mean, look, look at this. This is like going and getting your first press, and you don't even have a flat iron yet. You're using your grandma's thick-ass curling iron. Then you try to wrap it up. And then you don't have all of the right sprays and shit. So the humidity just fucks it up. It just blow it up real big. Damn, it look like an afro. Child, so Osriel, you know, she was looking real 8th grade prom, you know, with the black girl rap. And uh, let's get into what she told Gail. During the trial, you testified that uh, you said I was not honest in the interview that you did with us. Yeah. What, what were you not honest about? Everything. 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 Yes. You, you know, before that interview, um, you know, he had us practicing. What? Every single day. Practicing what? Answering questions. And if he didn't like our answer, he mm -hmm. would tell us exactly what to say and how to say it. So anytime you mention wow, anything. Asriel, yeah. I'm just, I'm stunned by this. <laughs> yeah. So, so anytime you mention. No, you're not. Girl. Anytime you mention anything about sexual preference, we already know to say, I'm not here to talk about that. Because that's what he told us to say every single time. That's exactly time. what you said. First of all, I'm not here to talk about my personal life. Okay. And I would never share with no one what I do in or outside of the bedroom. Okay, in or outside of the bedroom. Now take a look at Osriel in that throwback clip. Doesn't she look more polished, you know, there versus now? That's what I meant. So when the interview was over and you all go back to his apartment, the three of you, what is the conversation? He was so happy. He was happy. He was so happy. He was like, you guys did amazing. You know, you did so well. You carried yourself so well. I believe he even, like, got food and wanted to celebrate. That's how happy he was with that interview. And I was just there like, wow. You know, um, I feel like Osriel goes where the wind blows. If the public is not fucking with R. Kelly, then she's not. And if it looks like R. Kelly is doomed, then she done. If R. Kelly would have been found innocent of that, I bet she would have had her ass over there. That's how I feel about Azriel. She wants to be able to continue to live. She wants to have some type of livelihood. And so she's going to have to make that story fit that narrative. And I feel like that's all she's doing. Once again, I don't trust her. You know, and if you want to check out that full interview, then go online and pull it up because she said a lot more. But yeah, she's putting it all on R. Kelly. We don't know where the fuck Joyston is or anybody else. Um, they're going to try, as we went over, to have that um, overturned, have that verdict overturned. Do y'all think that they'll find success in that? I mean, ugh, child, who fucking knows? Now let's get into Lizzo. When you guys think of twerking, what do you think about? That's what I want to know. Put it in the comments. Um, when you see people in the industry now twerking, what do you think about? And while you ponder that, let's go ahead and get into Lizzo because she gave a TED talk on the history of twerking. You know, y'all will clap for any damn thing. Y'all are very stupid. You would have thought they had that bitch on a treadmill and they was testing her heart. Lizzo, what the fuck is you breathing so damn hard for? This home must smell bacon. Um, she over here reading off a damn teleprompter, talking about why people be twerking and shit like that. Girl, that is not the same thing. That is not the same thing. You hoes sitting up here twerking and you over hot Cheetos and shit ain't got nothing to do with the origins of twerking. You hoes want to be seen and y'all trying to sell sex. 
Nothing less, nothing more. So don't be trying to add no history behind that bullshit y'all be doing. That is not the same damn thing. Cut it out. Cut it out. You're a fucking joke. She's a joke. She's a joke. She's a joke. When I saw that bullshit, I was just exasperated. I was like, I know this hoe is fucking lying. She ain't sat up here and tried to make this shit poetic. That's not what this is. You know, if you want to give credit to the origin of that's fine. And giving people history on it is fine. But to try to misconstrue what's going on these days, baby, that's sad. That's really fucking sad. That's number one. Number two. Number two. Lizzo literally plays an instrument. You know what I'm saying? Lizzo is a musician. Lizzo, with all of the different things that she's seen and what she goes through and her being an artist, that's what you wanted to talk about? You wanted to give a rundown of something, and that's what you picked? I just felt like she really missed an opportunity to have a powerful conversation with people. Like, she's so talented and has so much to offer. And then, you know, you get this spotlight. Like, you're literally up here on the TED Talk platform, and your ass is sitting up here reading off a teleprompter about twerking. Talking about because you a big woman with a big ass. Lizzo, no, you literally just have a big ass. You don't have a big ass. You understand what I'm saying? So I don't know who told you that, but you need to stop. Like, why are we mixing all of this bullshit up? Why are we doing that? You know, I was weak when I saw this on social media. Somebody said, hi, I'm Ray Charles, and this is Disney Channel, okay? Why did y'all do that? Why did y'all feel the need to do that to him? That man is sitting up somewhere resting in motherfucking peace. And y'all always got to act the damn fool. Got that man turned the other damn way. I used to love those commercials. Y'all remember when it would come on? And you're watching Disney Channel. And I used to try to get a piece of pepper and draw it. And my little Mickey Mouse ears was never fucking right. Y'all remember when Raven got annoyed? Let's go ahead and get into somebody else that's getting on our last fucking nerve. His name is Lil Bow Wow, okay? Lil Bow Wow, for some reason, is still speaking on his baby mama, Joy Chavis, and Diddy's relationship. And it just hit a new low. He already had talked too much when he said that he spoke to both of them. Like, he's the one that gave clearance, you know, to both of them to be able to be in a relationship. That was obviously just a tip of the iceberg because he came out recently and uh, when he was asked about Diddy being around his daughter, Bow Wow says that his relationship with Joy won't even get that far. It ain't going to be no wedding bells and chapels and shit. That's what he said. Let's take a listen. A very progressive approach to dealing with, uh, you know, some, a, new, a new guy maybe being around your daughter, you know? With I don't think I don't think I don't think I won't get that far. Nah, That's nah, hilarious. Nah. Hey. I, only because I, you know, when, when you know somebody, since you know somebody since 13 years old, and when you know somebody, bro, you kind of know. And I mean, like, as far as like you've been around them, we've kicked it, we party with with, with, with with girls, and we've had pool parties, so we know how we move when it comes to the ladies. So. So it's not, we, it's we, not gonna be all that. Nah, it ain't gonna be no wedding bells and chapels and no shit like that. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. So even by my daughter, I, that's my least concern. You know what I mean? My baby moms, we cool. Me and Doom, we cool. Yeah. And um, you know, everybody's grown and everybody can do what they want to do. So you heard what he said. 
You know, and I just thought that this was so tacky and so fucking lame. He feels like because he's been partying with Diddy or around Diddy since he was 13, that he knows how they get down and this, that, and the third. You do not know what is going on between that grown-ass man and that grown-ass woman right now. Don't tell me about what the fuck been happening since she was 13 years old. It just, it, it sounds so bitter. And it was so ugly the way that he put it. Because what are you going to be left with? Like, how did you end up feeling? I would take that as, oh, so basically you saying Diddy just fucking your baby mama for now? And that's it? Why even, you know, create that type of picture for anybody else? As it pertains to the mother of your child that you claim to have such a good relationship with. Why do you feel like you even need to talk about it? He don't know what the hell is going on. He don't know. So sitting up here saying something like that is horrible. If they truly are on and they're dating, how does it sound to have somebody basically sabotaging the whole fucking thing in the background doing interviews? Like what? Bow Wow Overgrown Ass could have said, you know, um, we'll cross that bridge if and when we get there. You know, but, you know, they're having fun right now. It is what it is. Let me tell you about something I got going on. It says a lot that the headline is once again about people connected to you and not to you. With your little swollen, drunk, stupid ass. Bow here, bitch. Like, he literally gets on my fucking nerves. I don't know why in the hell you feel like you needed to say all that bullshit. That woman is minding her damn business. When he be out here doing what he be doing with these hoes, do you see Joey doing interviews? But I've been knowing him since this long, so I already know how he gonna act. And do it. Don't nobody be doing that. So why do you feel like you need to do it? Because you know people fuck with Joey. That's why. And your ass want to be included some type of way. Like, ain't nobody even fucking with you like that. But while you just be around... Let's tell the motherfucking truth. You've been in the industry for a long ass time since you was little. Now you big little and your ass just be around. I mean, what else? You are not hot, nigga. Like, this shit is so fucking tired. Like, mm. Now, let's talk about the NFL halftime show. You know, um, last time I checked, the NFL didn't change their stance on black people or Colin Kaepernick or anything that y'all was supposed to be fighting for. So have I even been watching anything NFL related? No. Because when I said I wasn't going to support it, I meant it. It wasn't just because it was trendy. No, I have not fucking watched it. What's changed? And that would be my question to anybody that watches it now, but that had a problem years ago. So not anybody who never paid it any mind, who I already knew was a racist organization from the jump and they didn't give a fucking way. All of the people who sat up and reposted Colin and, you know, said, you know what, I'm going to boycott all of y'all. What has changed to make y'all feel comfortable enough to support it now? That's my question. Thank you, babe. So the NFL, uh, NFL Super Bowl halftime entertainment has been announced. Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, Eminem. Kendrick Lamar and Snoop Dogg are among the names. Let me first say this. Black people are conflicted when it comes to a Dr. Dre. Because, I mean, we have people like Michelle A from our community that we love, that we feel like he may have hurt. And so there's always this tug of war. Like, why doesn't anybody care about what's been, uh, what's been alleged here? 
because this person has this amount of money and he had this dope album that time and he produced this and that. You know, so a lot of people, uh, they be here or there with the support of a Dr. Dre. But I feel like we all feel like he's put forth some great works. I, I think that we're unanimous on that. So musically, I feel like a lot of people fuck with Dr. Dre and he's a very prominent name in hip hop. And so um, it makes sense for Dr. Dre to be up here. When I looked at this lineup, it gave throwback vibes. I was like, is this 2005? What the fuck going on here? Because it's not like these aren't amazing acts. It's just like, okay, well, what the hell going on now? Now, when you think about a halftime show, you want to be entertained. You know, so all of these people could sit up and do a set for 15, 20 minutes easy, separately. So ain't no telling what they could do coming together. But um, it just felt real old. You know, this might as well have been an Essence Festival, you know, for the hip-hop heads, the hip-hop elite. Because uh, Kendrick Lamar being in the mix threw me off a little bit. Dr. Dre, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Um, am I proud of a Kendrick or Eminem, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, and Snoop Dogg to be able to have this moment? I mean, absolutely. What I care about doesn't have to be what somebody else cares about. Sometimes you won't give a fuck about something that's going on, but because you care about another person and it's important to them, you support it overall. So I'm proud of them, you know, but um, I, I just honestly feel like this is just a ploy to reel in the black community. I mean, how many, since when have they had all these niggas up here like this? We were still doing first black person super but We were still having headlines like that a little while ago. So now all of a sudden, they're going to throw a whole bunch of niggas over here. Four niggas at the Super Bowl halftime show? Wow. So now we got four niggas up here. Okay, and Eminem, he's half nigga. And they're going to put them up there. And I just feel like they want the urban crowd. They want you to forget about all of the backlash and everything that's been going on. And the sad part is, y'all don't even need to do this to get people to forget. Because they already ain't thinking about it. Them same niggas talking about, you know, we can't kneel in peace, so that's the problem. They're the same ones got their jerseys on and they've been watching every fucking Sunday. Okay? At the end of the day, I feel like these artists have more to offer and to bring to the table than a lot of the new acts that are out. And so if we gonna have to pull artists, you don't, from back in the gap, and I think that Kendrick Lamar is current, but he hasn't had a project in a while. But even still, um, he's an amazing artist. And so if we gotta sit up and do shit like this, then oh well. Because, child, could you imagine them putting Coyle Ray up there and shit? Hell no. Lil Dirk or something. Don't nobody wanna hear that bullshit. Don't nobody wanna hear that bullshit. So it is what it is. You guys, let's go ahead and get into something that just came out. It's looking real sexy. Okay. Y'all know that Boys was announced. It might be coming out tonight. Jesse went online, Jesse Nelson, and she said 6 p.m. with a question mark. So we'll see. But take a look at this cover art. All right, that is Jesse. That is Nicki Minaj. Okay, punk rock, Carilla DeVille. We got the guitar in the back. It's a keyboard over there. I feel like there's a lot of rock star energy 
a lot of rock star energy. So I'm interested to see how this song comes out. I'm interested to see. And so as soon as that is out, we will definitely listen to it, stream it, and talk about it. They said on the 8th. Well, we're going to stay plugged in, y'all. All right, let's get into Big Tigger. So we've been having conversations about some type of show that highlights music videos and, you know, gives interviews and stuff like that for a very long time because it is definitely missing. It was such a huge part of music. And so Big Tigger, he went online, and you can see it says Rap City, and he's sitting in what looks like the basement, looking like a guard dog. He said, this is not a drill, this is not a throwback. Rap City 21, details coming soon. Hashtag Rap City Raise Me, hashtag ATL. It's a good idea in theory, but has BET had success with all these reboots? The answer is no. The answer is no. Because y'all be doing too motherfucking much. If y'all can keep the true essence of Rap City, then it can be a great thing. But what the fuck was Rap City without 106 and Park or the little hour countdown? Y'all remember they had that R&B hour before Rap City came on? You cannot just do Rap City and not have the R&B and Neo Soul shit. It's like peanut butter and jelly. It was called The Box. Is that what it was called? They said, is it BET though? Is it BET? What's going on? I feel like it could be a great thing depending on who comes through. Let's not do politics. Let's keep the same vibe, you know, the one that we've been having. Make them niggas rap. Make them get in the booth and do it like they used to. And I think that y'all need to be making sure that y'all have an hour dedicated to the R&B and the Neo Soul and shit like that. That's what I think y'all need to do. They said, I miss Cedar. Get her up there. Okay, Freestyle Fridays and all kind of shit. We need, we need to see the music videos. I don't want it to be, you know, um, I don't want it to look like Drunk Champs. You know, I don't want y'all to sit up and y'all so busy trying to get a headline that y'all sitting up there running y'all mouths with people and we're not getting to the music. I just want them to keep it the same. And, of course, it'll have some improvements here or there, but I hope that there are improvements for the better. I definitely enjoyed Rap City, uh, okay? So, But I definitely enjoyed that other hour, too. So bring all of that back. They say uncut. Child, can they put the uncut? When they used to do uncut videos, they would be uncut, but they wouldn't be TVMA, triple X, triple rated X. The videos that they have now, I feel like you would have to have a special type of subscription to watch that shit. Nah, they be, they be doing some wild shit these days. It ain't the same. It ain't the same. So I don't know if y'all want that. Your kids staying up late like we used to to watch them damn videos. Could you imagine your nine-year-old watching Sukiyana's video at 2 o'clock in the morning? Shit. Uh-uh-uh. I feel like when we were growing up, certain things were implied. And it would only go so far. You know what I'm saying? Tip drill was such a shock because they put the credit card down the girl's ass. Like, that was shocking to people. They, Baby, they sit up here fucking licking pussy, all kind of shit. It be porn, basically. So, I don't, I don't think that, um, I don't think that BET can handle a lot of that. Okay? I don't, I don't think so. 
They say Lil Nas X uncut video. Just all kind of shit. All kind of shit. It's super sexual in a completely different way. Let's get into Expensive Pain, the track list. Did anybody go and download Expensive Pain? It came out last night. Um, there was a lot of talk about the features, and I ain't even gonna hold you. Take a look at this album. Whew, we got Lil Durk and Lil Baby, Kaylani, ASAP Ferg, Moneybag Yo, Giggs, Young Thug, Vori, Lil Uzi, Lil Snoop, Brent Fayez, and then a bonus track. Um, no word yet on if Meek Mill is even on the shit. I mean, he got everybody else. This album should have been called Feature. I don't I don't like when people do that too much. Oh, they say a hundred features. I do not like when it's a whole bunch of features. You know, but um we'll see. And am I finna listen to a whole Meek Mill album? Fuck no. Cause I give a damn about my eardrums. I don't wanna hear all that damn hollering and he ain't had a good song since Dreams and Nightmares. Okay, not for me. He didn't have some records that I mean, I think that he's had feature artists on it and the beat was okay. So the song ended up being okay. But I do not listen to Meek Mill. If you do, that's fine. But I, I don't listen to Meek Mill like that. So, no. Uh, there's nothing that I really listen to. But we can listen to it so that we can give our opinion if y'all want to. But he's such a non-fucking factor to me as it pertains to music or anything else. It's ridiculous. Um, Number six, Ride For You featuring Kehlani. You know, the people had questions. They had questions. They had questions. Kehlani removed a tweet. After Nikki had, you know, brought up her name and adding it to the little melody because people said, I thought you were about protecting women. So if that's the case, how could you, you know, work with Nikki? Because they feel like Nikki, you know what I'm saying, be standing for her husband. And they feel like he's so wrong and shit like that. Okay, Kalani took the goddamn tweet down with her responding. And then she pops up on a record with um, Meek Mill. And so the people have questions. I mean, I think that is fair. Kelani did an interview with Breakfast Club recently, and she said that there are some things that are unforgivable, and there are some instances where, you know, you can see something in people, and, you know, you can move past it, and I still have faith in you and all that bullshit. Well, and I said then, who gets to decide what's forgivable? Because she has such a negative taste in her mouth about certain things, but then, and, and on the other hand, you know what I'm saying, now she don't, she don't see what the fuck going on. Nicki Minaj accused Meek Mill of abusing her and his sister. There are pictures of Nicki Minaj with a bruised fucking face. Pictures. So more than one. More than one. There's a woman that people don't believe, but a woman nonetheless, that claims that Meek Mill raped her. Now they say that this woman, you know, be here or there telling the story, you know, 101 times trying to get attention. That doesn't change the fact that it was said. Has it been proven wrong? Okay, then. So, per the way that Kelani's been behaving, I think it's a very fair question. But you already know the answer. She's for herself. She don't give a fuck. She's a hypocrite that does whatever she needs to do to further her own career. So, if you're waiting on Kelani to give a statement or something like that, don't hold your breath. Because she's going to act like it never happened. She's going to act like she doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay, and that's why I've never given a fuck about what Kelani has to say. Okay, they said I hate the selective outrage. I mean, absolutely, it's sick. It's sick. Let me hit this buzzer. More money, more money, more money. Are you enjoying the show? Then go ahead and drop something in my cash app or my PayPal because this is an independent operation. 
This channel is funded by the people, for the people. So you gonna invest in a nigga or what? All right, y'all, let's get into Drake. Drake did shout out and promote Meek Mill's project. He said, pain gets expensive at midnight. Meek Mill, proud of you, boy. Since the Bahamas cook up, we were plotting um, on the next chapter, time to eat. So something about the Bahamas and all this other bullshit. A lot of people feel like Drake is fake as fuck. I think it's very odd. The different things that Drake decides to promote. I mean, you might have times where Drake don't even promote Lil Wayne album or Nicki Minaj album. But he'll pop up out the woodwork with some shit like this. That's it. Pay promo. Is that what y'all think it is? Is that what y'all think it is? Y'all remember the last time Drake didn't promote his shit? Meek Mill called him a, told him he had a ghostwriter. Let's say he's supposed to be loyal. Are you talking about Aubrey? Aubrey is for Aubrey. You ain't know that? Y'all better pay attention. So that was Drake showing love. I want to go to Glock Topics. Why? Well, because Meek Mill says that he's not getting his proper fucking respect. Let's go ahead and check this story out. So, Meek Mill feels that he doesn't get the same recognition as Kendrick Lamar, YG, Mac Miller, and others. While speaking with Apple Music One's Zane Lowe for New Music Daily, Meek Mill revealed that he still feels that he's not properly recognized as an MC when compared to his 2011 XXL freshman classmates. Personally, and it's up for the fans to have an opinion, and that's what keeps me going, I don't feel like I get the credit that I deserve as far as the artist. I come from the 2012 era. If you go check the 2011 XXL freshman class cover, shout out to the XXL editor-in-chief, Vanessa. I'm on the cover. It's me, Kendrick Lamar, Mac Miller, um, YG, and rest in peace to Fred the Godson. He said, but all them guys, I respect them highly, and a lot of them guys lasted in the game. I'm one of them guys that's still here in 2021. I'm about to put on, um, I'm about to put on at a talented level, not a marketed level. I want to go straight to the fans. Um, yeah, fuck all of that. Meek Mill, being around don't mean that you around. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of niggas that, you know, are still around putting out music and doing things. But that don't mean that it's effective or that it's quality. You understand? Uh, YG... I don't feel like people sit up and act like YG is the best rapper out there. I don't. I think he has a, a big fan base that supports him, but he don't be coming up in the conversations that I be listening to. But when it comes to Mac Miller or um, Kendrick Lamar, you are not them. You're not them. Okay? Mac Miller was very talented. I was so sad when he passed away because I loved his music. He was very talented. And Kendrick Lamar is completely out of your league. Mentioning your name amongst their names would be disrespect to them. Who the hell do you think you are? You know? The only reason why I feel like Meek Mill is still even a topic of discussion is because he's rolled the wave and he's linked up with other people since Nicki Minaj elevated his career. 
if Nicki Minaj would not have dated, um, what's his name, Meek Mill, and then he wouldn't have been over there with Barack and them, and he wouldn't have been over there with Jay-Z and them, and his ass would have been an afterthought. He already an afterthought, but he really would have been an afterthought then. They say, and he would be in jail, because don't forget that Nicki wrote a letter. <sighs> These people never turn around and say thank you. You know, but Nicki Minaj, I mean, just put him in amazing positions. I mean, he should be forever grateful. And that's why he always trying to crawl back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And don't ever get it fucked up. All right, I'm checking my money, making sure y'all ain't playing broke. It's the first. If you ain't got your rent money, I mean, $20 ain't gonna make you break it. That's how I see it. You either have it or you don't. Okay, let's go ahead and get into Erica Badu. Um, she's starting up a new like radio show. It's gonna be called Badu Botron or something like that. And so she announced that she'll be curating a musical experience with a few Sonos radio or with a new Sonos radio station. So over the last twenty five um years, the Grammy award winning singer has serenaded many with her own music, and now fans will get a chance to connect with the star on another level. The 50-year-old. Ain't that fucking crazy? Erica Badu is 50. She took to Instagram and posted her announcement. The station that she'll be curating will have a range of genres that include psychedelic funk, retro soul, classic rock, spiritual jazz, and experimental hip-hop. So how do y'all feel about that, okay? Everybody want to go sit down and, and host and shit like that. Erica Badu has tons of personality. Um... I definitely think that she could have a dope-ass experience. And so, I think that it could be really positive. She's cool. She's cool. Denzel says she DJs as well. She DJs as well. And so, I think that Erica Badu, um, I think it could turn out really good. Really, really, really good. I think she has a lot to add, you know, to the community. And so, I think that that would be dope. So, y'all go check that out if y'all feel like that's what y'all want to do, Okay. Now, let's talk about um, Cardi B. What did Cardi B do? Well, she put out a post. Now, y'all know she's out in Paris, even though she told the judge that, you know, she can't travel right now. She liked that. She didn't want to. She's out in Paris, and she was having a conversation on her Instagram about um, body positivity. Let's take a look. People have been giving me amazing compliments on my body. Um, I think it's because right now I got some amazing hips to, due to my gorgeous son because he was sitting so low. You know, when your baby's low, your hips spread. But everybody's just like, Cardi, you so snatched. What do you do? You did lipo? You had a tummy tuck? You cannot do surgery after you give birth, especially me. I lost so much blood, guys. One day I'm gonna talk to you guys about my crazy ass delivery. But anyways, yes, I look snatched, especially when I take these paparazzi pictures and I'm like this, or I'm really like this, guys. Uh, you know, I like to be real with you guys. And that's because my skin is still loose and I still got a little pouchy pouch right here, right here. And oh, if I show y'all my back fat and my face is still so fat in my neck, but fuck it, take your fucking time. It's rich. It's really hard dealing with kids, especially when you do two kids after you give birth. Okay. When did Cardi start saying, child? Um, these are the types of videos that I wish that she would have been doing and that she would do all the time and not all that ignorant bullshit she be doing. 
Um, I feel like a video like this, once again, if you don't like Cardi, just say that. But I didn't think it was a bad post. You know, um, there are people that have been speculating that she got surgery. And she basically uh, came and cleared that up. Now, she did say that she can't wait until she can get some surgery. But all she's saying now is that she hasn't yet. And then talking about or touching on how hard it is and how she may really look like letting her stomach poke out and shit like that. I don't find anything wrong with that. Um, I don't think anybody is one way all the time. So I think it was an intimate moment and something that she was sincere about when she was talking about it. But um, I, I just don't find myself giving a fuck. I mean, okay. Okay. How do y'all feel about it? Lil Baby said it was a positive post. Yeah, and my whole thing is just keep those things in mind when you come up against people and you be saying all the shit that you be saying. Because this all happy, happy, joy, joy, and da-da-da-da-da. You know, but when you see a post like this and somebody says, oh, well, fuck her, da-da-da-da-da-da, I mean, damn, well, what do you want? Damn if you do, damn if you don't. I didn't feel like this was a negative post at all. There's somebody that was able to relate to this, and I feel like it was a pleasant and positive post. So, shit, okay. You know, now moving along because here she go with her shit. Let's get into 50 Cent sitting up here talking about wanting to do a romantic comedy with Nicki Minaj. Would you ever start in a romantic comedy and who would you want to do a love scene with? A romantic, a romantic comedy? Nicki Minaj would be fun to, to be in a romantic comedy. I kind of understand her a little bit more than the other people, like, but she does. I'm looking, she's tougher and being like this, like, when she's being a because she's telling you you're not going to take advantage. She's going, don't play with me before you play with her. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because of how the temperament of the environment and how people are, where we come from. Okay. And so that was 50 Cent's answer. You know, he loves him some Nicki Minaj. And I don't know why he trying to use this as an excuse to, you know, touch up on her, rub up on her kid's sunshine. I see this for exactly what it is. Now, 50 Cent got a little fantasy in his head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he trying to fulfill that fantasy with this goddamn show that they sitting up here talking about. Uh-huh. But yeah, but yeah, uh, 50 Cent always makes it clear that he rocks with Nikki. I wasn't surprised that he said that. And um, 50 Cent has a particular type of uh, way about him. And so maybe he does understand Nicki Minaj a little bit more. And he can, you know, when he sees certain things, he feels like, man, I know why she's doing that. And he doesn't take it personally. And he still feels like she's a great person. And so that was his answer. And that's just that. Do y'all think y'all could imagine Nicki Minaj in a romantic comedy? Do y'all remember that little clip with Nicki Minaj snatching that damn phone? And she looked like she was about to knock the dog shit out that damn girl in that classroom. I, I just want to see her in drama thrillers. Shit. Because <laughs> she was not playing no fucking games. And then I think um, animated things. Her voice has so much fucking personality. She can do so many different little voices and shit like that. So I think that animation would be gold. You know what I'm saying? Just go, go, go. Like voicing cartoon characters and shit. Like pretty from a different world. I think that would be amazing for her. There are some other people who have some really distinct, like really cool voices. 
that I think should get into that as well. But I think Nicki Minaj is one of them. Like, that would just be fucking iconic. Nicki don't have one of the voices that makes you annoyed, I feel like. Her voice is very distinct, but not annoying. So I think she would be great. You have some people that it's like, I don't, I don't, I couldn't take listen to your voice like that long. So I think that would be cool. All right, you guys, let's go ahead and get into what Nicki Minaj posted. Um, and it was towards some blogs. So Nicki Minaj said, I had so much fun. And then she tagged Mac, Drake, and Lewayne. Now y'all know Nicki Minaj, um, didn't go to the party. She wasn't there. And so, um, she actually couldn't be there. And so she outlines that right here. But Mac also joked back and he was like, yeah, you know, it all happened so fast, but we could do another one. Regine was in the comments because Mac was like, you know, it ain't the same without you anyway. And Regine said, you know, they always do that to me too. And it was just a little laugh. Well, I don't know who else posted it, but I know that the Shade Room and the Neighborhood Talk had posted it. And so Nikki said, I can't even joke no more, child. These blogs so thirsty to post something for y'all to hate under. The obsession is a different kind of real. We weren't even in the same state. Just a little jokey joke between me and my boo Mac. Have a blessed day, y'all. I sure will. That's why y'all press. Happy Papa Bear Day. And so y'all know that yesterday was Nicki Minaj's son, Papa Bear, a.k.a. Alfonso. It was his birthday yesterday. And so happy belated birthday to him. And we're going to wish him just the best of the best. The best of the best. Now, there were people that were sitting up that felt um, away. And I think there were some people trying to be messy. And there were some people trying to put two and two together. Like I said, the major outlets that reposted this comment was um, the Neighborhood Talk in the Shade Room. Now, Kyle thought that it was messy to sit up and post. Remember when he was in the comments saying, oh, well, I talked to Nicki Minaj recently. I got her number. She got mine. He thought that was messy. But here goes a situation where I feel like that post and that screenshot becomes relevant. Because there are a lot of people who feel like this was directed at the neighborhood talk in the shade room. I personally think that it was directed at the shade room. Even though the neighborhood talk to did post it, you do have Kyle saying that they have talked. So take that for, for what you will. But also, I feel like the neighborhood talk shows love to Nikki. I feel like the shade room is the one that's always doing that shady, underhanded shit. That's what I think. And so for them to post that, I could see why she would feel like, y'all just posting something so people can say something. The idea that Nicki Minaj got quote-unquote left out was enough for people, even though they knew it was sarcastic, to take it and make it something that it wasn't because of the environment that's been already set there. But I don't think that that was towards the neighborhood talk. I feel like that was towards the shade room. Like they be being messy as fuck. And she called it out again. Yeah. And people do be posting shit. That's absolutely irrelevant absolutely fucking irrelevant like why would you put like who cares you know that ain't nothing like do you really think nikki would come in these comments like she was uninvited to some like what mm -mm, mm -mm. i want to get into this post right quick and when i say right quick i mean right quick because we got some other shit to get into let me go back oh here you go right here remember i was trying to find the post where people um 
no, where Lou was on video because Super Scent has stabbed him. You have a hard ass time finding that on YouTube these days. Well, guess what happened? Lou was sitting up here reminiscing and he said, Come lay down with me, cheesy butt. We're going to be here a while. And so it says, When you stab him and he don't tell. She stabbed me. I made up a whole story so she don't go to jail, which left me with a black eye for two weeks. Do y'all remember when I told y'all that Supercent had stabbed Lou and she was laughing about it, but I couldn't find it later? So I could show y'all again? Here he goes admitting the shit again. So once again, no alleged. And if y'all gave a fuck about people attacking people, then y'all would give a fuck about this. Lou claims to be the victim of domestic violence, whereas he says that Supercent stabbed him and he was on video bleeding. And had to go to the hospital. Ch Ch and the people in the comments did laugh. Noir is absolutely right. People thought that shit was funny. And I said, what the fuck is funny about that? Like, what, what the hell is really going on? What's going on? So, mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And if a nigga calls you cheesy butt, tell him to come up with something different. That's nasty. All right, you guys. Let's get back to Nicki Minaj. So, Nicki Minaj popped out on you hoes with a platinum blonde, Dolce & Gabbana fit, legs out, okay? It was the hair and, and everything. Nicki can... Ain't nothing more exotic than black women. And the way that I feel like Nikki can morph and just look so different, you know, while still having her signature look, is crazy. She was eating you hoes up. She was eating you hoes up. She was eating you hoes up. Uh, what did y'all think about the look? What did y'all think about it? I felt like it was edgy. I felt like it was sexy. It felt like hip-hop for sure. Like, or I hope that you record something or you had a photo shoot or something. I don't know what Nikki's plans were that day, but I hope that there was some badass pictures taken. Because, bitch, it was looking good. They said Nikki is so tiny, so tiny, so tiny. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that she looks absolutely fucking amazing. I love the hair. Absolutely love the hair. I love the makeup. Nobody does just that wing eyeliner like Nikki, and it just suits her. So I absolutely love it. Um, I love the jewelry. And once again, the Dolce & Gabbana fit was just every fucking thing. And she didn't over-accessorize. And I love that. And the shoes on her little feet, I thought that was so cute. And so, yeah, let's get into this video. Now look at this right here. Look at the marble floors, bitch. You hear how it hit the ground? This shit sound expensive. Don't look like a fucking chocolate bar. Child, somebody just got a hundred badass pictures. It be people that be trying to talk shit that don't even understand what the hell going on. They said, wait, what's happening here? Shout out to all of my people that take pictures consecutively or that have somebody record them and you just be hitting your poses. Bitch, this time the fuck I be looking trying to get a picture. You do a whole bunch of different shit. 
Just keep the camera rolling. Hold on. Okay. Okay. When y'all be looking at people that be doing photo shoots, if they didn't have the music playing and shit, it would look awkward as fuck. <laughs> it would be like, what? But yeah, I'm one of those people that does that. I love to have the camera rolling and then I just do different poses. But I do agree. Like, it looked, it's like, what the hell? But yeah, getting pictures, getting pictures. She know what the fuck she doing. Nicki Minaj did absolutely repost the cover art for her and Jesse's new track that's coming out called Boys. She said the countdown begins Friday, October 8th, okay? Now, let's go ahead and get into chatty ass 21 Savage. I've been telling y'all that there was a time that I fucked with 21 Savage because I thought he was smart and sweet and pleasant. And he still can be those things, but my view on him has changed completely because he is so fucking lame. 21 Savage talks absolutely too fucking much. He's always in these different fucking spaces in the middle of some bullshit. 21 Savage is one of them sneak messy ass niggas. He been and said something here or there. 21 Savage is the reason why people question Lil Durk to a certain degree about Vaughn and what happened with him. Because 21 Savage is the one that was running his mouth on Clubhouse saying that they was at the fucking bowling alley when niggas found out and Durk ran out that hoe. Whereas Durk claimed that he was in the car and he found out on Instagram Live. See, he always somewhere running his mouth. And then he like to act like he don't know what nobody talking about when they charge him up about it. He always trying to explain some shit away. So what did he do this time? In my opinion, he called Nicki Minaj a liar. And I'm going to just tell it to you straight. So let's get into what was actually said. Shout out to Academics. Um, I feel like Academics, he's messy. Y'all already knew that. But see, Academics is doing his job. He's supposed to be asking certain questions and trying to see what people got to say. It's how you answer it that determines what can be done with it. So 21 Savage is the one that's supposed to be a play-ass nigga, right? Okay, so why, why is you running your mouth? Let's take a listen to what was said. If he fuck with you, he feel like certain shit, nah, like, I can't do it. Yo, didn't that shit kind of happen before, though, but it was like some female beef shit? Uh, unless I'm tripping. Oh. With, um, with some either... Are oh, you talking about when Nikki tweeted that? Yeah, nah, yeah. we didn't know nothing about, like, I don't know. Maybe Savage can speak. I don't remember, like, because I remember Nikki tweeted. She what? said, like, a Cardi B said that you couldn't do a song. And I'm like, that will never, oh, yeah, that never happen. Oh, my, my kids. That Cardi, ain't had nothing to Cardi, do with I never had a discussion about Nikki with Cardi. Cardi has never said Nikki name around me in her life on so, my kids. But, but do you feel like you had to play politics then? Because that's yeah. politics. You know what I mean? Like, yo. That, that's why I said it's different levels of shit, like. Back then, they was it wasn't even really no real beef. Like they didn't even because they had gotten into a scuffle, but that was before they scuffling and shit. Right. Let's go take a listen to what Nicki Minaj actually said in 2018. So, Offset and Twenty One Savage didn't do that London on the track record because she said that I was talking about her. It was clear that she wanted to turn them against me, and she succeeded. That's what she wanted to do because, at a, you know, you know what I mean. She succeeded in that, and then the the Quippy Kush record. She wanted to get on that record. I ended up getting on it, mm -hmm. and if you notice, it went from being Twenty One Savage to Travis Scott on it. He wasn't allowed. So Offset and Twenty One Savage. Okay. So did you hear what she said? She didn't say 
that um that Cardi B told her anything. She said that Offset and Twenty One Savage didn't end up on something because of different things that Cardi was saying in the background. Twenty One Savage and Offset, the ones that have a relationship, could you have been swayed by him? Okay then. If that's a possibility, then you pay attention more so to what 21 Savage said. Oh, Cardi has never said Nicki Minaj's name around me. Okay, has anybody? That's the motherfucking question. Has anybody said her name around you and made you feel a particular type of way? What about Offset? Because that's what she said. All right, let's get into these tweets. Back in 2018... Academic said Nicki Minaj claims that Cardi B stopped 21 Savage through Offset from doing the Crippy Kush remix with Nicki. Okay? Then it says Nicki Minaj to Cardi B. What type of bird shit you on, bitch? I didn't leak your number. Stop lying on me. Leave me alone. You stopped 21 Savage from being on two songs with me because he was featured on your single. Didn't say that Cardi told 21 anything. Okay? Then let's get into this. Nicki Minaj said, I let it slide that you prevented Offset from doing a video with 21 Savage because you thought I was dissing you on the London on the track record. So first of all, while he was sitting up there acting clueless, the information got twisted up. And that's not even what the fuck was said. All right, let's get into what Cardi said at the time. Now you're trying to say that I'm trying to stop your bag because 21 Savage didn't do a music video with you. Sis. I'm not even that close to that man. So how can I have that power to um, that man to tell him, hey, don't do this music video that you're getting paid for for me. Get the fuck out of here. That song, that no flag song, that they didn't do the music video with you, 21 and Offset, the song wasn't doing good. It wasn't doing that much numbers. Now you're trying to say that I'm trying Okay. That's what she claimed at the time. Now, if you listen to the rest of that interview with 21 Savage, he talks about loyalty. He even goes so far as to say that people didn't repost NBA Youngboy's project because of their loyalty to Lil Durk. Running his mouth again. So it's not far-fetched to think that people was linking up and clicking the fuck up. And so it could have been by word of mouth. So first of all, here go my whole thing. Everybody be claiming that they want to move on, but they continue to drudge this bullshit up. Now, somebody made a good point and said that 21 was asked the question and he answered it. And so that was that. But my whole thing is these niggas be knowing what they doing. And when it comes to male hip hop artists in the industry, oh, they be biting their tongue. That ain't their business. Everybody know how to mind their motherfucking business when they feel like violence is on the line or they, you know, relationships could be affected or somebody could beat their ass up. But when it comes to women, people want to continue to pile the bullshit on and be messy. It is still their livelihood that you're sitting up here potentially fucking with when y'all stir up these rumors and start all this bullshit up. Everybody got an opinion when it comes to everybody else. But when it's they nigga, oh, I don't know nothing about that. I don't want to answer that. I feel like 21 Savage could have answered that question way fucking better. And it ain't about trying to protect them a Nicki Minaj. It's about the fact, or a Nicki Minaj. It's about the fact that if you got so much loyalty, respect, and love for the industry, you understand politics, Mr. We don't listen to Drake. I wouldn't even listen to Drake if I wasn't a rapper type nigga. If you one of them niggas and you understand, then why don't you understand that you could have just simply said, you know, man, I don't know what was going on with that. They seem to be in great places in their life right now. 
Um, you know, they having kids, got husbands. Shout out to them. You did not have to add nothing to that motherfucking conversation. You didn't have to do all of that. Because now, what do people want to do? Go back and pull up what Nikki said and dissect it and say, oh, Nikki's a lot. Y'all be so hell bent on trying to make her a fucking liar. Stop trying to make fetch happen. And I don't know why academics is in the in the roller chair talking shit. They say academics was talking down on Nicki Minaj last night. And they and he said if the clip goes viral, then he's gonna drag Nicki. What? But what the fuck is the attitude this week? Like these people be acting a damn fool. Now let's go ahead and get into what Mike Adam had to say. All right. Hold on. Now this is a rumor with no regard, people. But Mike Adam said two hours ago that Nicki Minaj's upcoming HBO Max docu series will drop the day before my birthday, October twenty-sixth. How do y'all feel about that? I believe that that could be accurate because this is still that time frame. So I hope that it does. I hope that it does. Um, this has been years in the making. And so I cannot wait to see what the ultimate body of work, you know. Um, they said Mike knew about the beam me up, Scotty. Okay. I cannot wait to see what this holds for all of us. And um, I think that it'll be amazing. I think it'll be amazing. So fuck what these people talking about. Everybody got a story to tell. And they trying to make Onika look bad. Like, oh, no. Yeah, shake your audio. Why somebody was loud and wrong saying she wasn't doing it no more because of the real. Where is everybody that said that um the documentary wasn't happening, that it got shelved? Oh, y'all thought? Oh. Chop, y'all gotta stop with that fake news. Y'all be listening to that bullshit? Huh? Do y'all be listening to it? No. So the documentary is still coming out. And they're saying that it may be October 26th. So can't wait for that. We'll definitely watch it as a family. I want to take a couple of calls. News has been so slow this week. And I ain't even mad at it. Because the mob done had so much motherfucking drama. Enough for 511 bitches. Okay? 511 blogs. Um, Why did the different... Out Let me explain something to you. And let me explain why you can never deny the impact of mob radio. You never could because we're the shit. That's number one. But number two, when everything happened with R. Kelly, what did mob radio do? Mob radio pulled up a story that had to do with Jada Pinkett and Daz Dillinger saying that Jada Pinkett had slept with an underage um, Chris Kelly from Criss Cross. When I came on air and we talked about it, what did I say? I said, this has been all on Lipstick Alley. This is not a new conversation, but I want to bring it back up, you know, because let's talk about it. La -dee, da -da -da. I showed y'all the clip from his mother and I showed y'all the clip that Daz Dillinger did. So media takeout before we were even done recording that day had posted the story. And then let's go on over here to 
the Jasmine brand. Yeah, we talked about that when it happened. Trina and Trick Daddy show being canceled. Let's go ahead and get into the Jasmine brand reposting it. Let's pull this up. Do you see the Mob Radio logo in the bottom right? But do you see the way that they cropped the video? They only kept in that part because I put it by his damn face and they couldn't put it out. I want y'all to understand the ecosystem of this blog and shit. You'll have somebody like me that gives credit and does this and does that like all the fucking time. But for some reason, when it comes to other outlets, and they are not the only ones, it happens all the time. People know that they were inspired to post something or that they got this or this came by way of.